to Prince Among Queens, featuring your host, Troy Bronstein. In this program, Troy speaks to some of the most talented recording artists in the music business. You'll hear the stories, as well as the stories behind the stories. What's big, what's now, what's next? You'll get the updates right here. Now, here's Troy Bronstein. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Prince Among Queens. I'm your host, Troy Bronstein. If you'd like to email me, you can do so at Troy at T-BestTalentAgency.com. And if you'd like to call in today to speak to our special guest, you can on 866-472-5787. All right. Well, as we do every week, we have a special guest. And this lady is a special guest. She's my friend, a uh, uh, Cohort in crime, I should say. I've known this, <laughs> this woman and worked with this woman for over 25 years. It's definitely a voice that you can recognize. We've toured the world. Let's give a warm welcome to international recording artist, Miss Linda Clifford. Yay! Hey. Hi! How are you? <laughs> I'm fine, honey. How are you? I'm good. It's good to, to be here and, and talk and stuff. <laughs> Another person. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I know exactly. This whole COVID oh, thing. Uh, but thank you. Thank you for, um, for coming on the show and being with us today. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to dive right in because you'll be surprised. You'll see the hour goes by very, very fast. Once we start talking about different stuff, because. Okay. It comes from, you know, when you began singing at the early age of four. Oh, dear God. <laughs> and then yeah. when you were seven, you were on a New York television show. And uh -huh. then it was a few years after that that you met Harry Belafonte and Sidney Poitier doing yes. a television special with the NAACP. How was that? That was awesome. I, um, Harry Belafonte actually kissed my hand. And I told my mother I was never washing my hand again. And she said, oh, yes, you are. But, you know, those New York moms, they don't play. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yes, I washed my hands a lot. <laughs> but it was wonderful. I mean, I was really, really still quite young. And I, I remember singing uh, an Elvis Presley song. I sang All Shook Up. Oh, and the crowd went kind of nuts because, you know, here's this little black girl with pigtails in a frilly dress singing an Elvis <laughs> I'm all shook song. Up. Yes, yes, all <laughs> shook up. So there I was. But it was fun. It was fun. Um, and then after high school, you um, were part of the Jericho Jazz Singers, which then yes. you, you toured the country after that with your own trio <laughs> called Linda and the Trade Winds. Correct. Um, <laughs> yeah, Told you I, we're going to go back there. <laughs> you, yeah, you really did go back. Holy crap. Um, yeah. So, Linda and the Trade Winds, that came about because um, the group that the Jericho Jazz Singers, you know, that was a group of uh, 10 people. And there were six singers and four musicians. Wow. And it was it was great, and it was an integrated band. And we're talking about the days when you didn't see a lot of integration in that kind of a setting. Right. And so, um, you know, we had the, the bass player was Caucasian, the keyboard player was Caucasian, and uh, the drummer and uh, guitar player. Oh, and the guitar player uh, were black. So. You know, here we are jumping around, we're doing our thing, and it was a fabulous, fabulous show. Oh, listen, my phone is ringing. I forgot oh. to take it off. So, 
just ignore it. I'm going to talk over it. Okay. okay. All right. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so we, we kind of toured around. We, we met actually in the Catskill mountains and, um, you know, which they, at that time, they used to call the Jewish Alps. That oh. was like the, the place to go. My people and, hang out. <laughs> you know, for the summer. And so, um, you know, we went, uh, I went there, I was working with another group and I saw their show and then they came to see my show and they asked me to join. So I did. And, and from there, because there were so many people, we couldn't make any money. We were making like 60 bucks a week or something, <laughs> it, you know, I'm, uh, come on. So it was pretty <laughs> awful. And uh, a few of us decided maybe we should just, you know, break off and start something smaller. And that's how we got, you know, the little trio and myself. And that was really cool. 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 Yeah. So then af after that, basically, you kind of switched musical directions a little bit and went more towards the R&B and pop with Paramount Records. And you had a single called Long, Long Winter. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm not even that familiar with long, that. I got a long say. time ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, long, long winter, boy. So I don't know how that came to be, but um, it was an opportunity to get into the recording studio, which I really hadn't. Uh, I didn't have very much experience at doing. You know, I was experienced in the nightclub end of it. Um, mm -hmm you know, just performing and, and being on stage with a live audience. But being in the studio is a whole separate animal. It's a totally different thing. Right. So right. it was good for me to have that experience. And the song made a little noise. You know, it got played on a few radio stations around the country, but it never really took off. But it made enough noise, evidently, to to get the um, the interest from Curtis Mayfield, right? With it, Curtis it did Records. A it did, but I think uh, what really helped me with Kurtom Records was the fact that I was actually bold enough to go there to the office oh. and pretend that I was somebody. <laughs> I did. I did. I, listen, when when you are left by your husband with two teenage girls, uh, a foster child. And uh, you, no job and no place to live. You you get desperate. You know, you have to do whatever it takes to take care of those kids. And that was all I could think about. So um, I thought, OK, I can't just keep singing in these nightclubs making $200 a week. I have to do something. I um, I just got dressed up and went to the office one day and asked. <laughs> to see Curtis Mayfield like I knew him and <laughs> obviously I was very good at it because the receptionist said oh just a minute <laughs> <You know? laughs> and um, uh, Curtis wasn't there that day but his partner was in and she took me up to his office and I introduced myself and I said you know I'm performing at the Playboy Club downtown and I would love it if uh, you and Curtis could come and hear me sing because you know I'm really interested in doing some recording. Now, I didn't know what the hell I was talking about, but a few days go by and sure enough, they show up. There you go. They showed up with uh, an entourage. I mean, I guess maybe 10, 12 people and they put them right in the center of the room. And uh, I proceeded to do 
every song that I could think of that I thought <laughs> they would like. I did some Aretha. I did Gladys Knight. I did Nancy Wilson. I did everybody. So, yeah. And about a week later, I had a contract. So. I was going to say, yeah, and it worked. And it worked. It did work. It did work. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Because, yeah, because your, your first album um, had the hit from now on. But I'm going to ask now. Were you teaching before this happened or did you start teaching? Because remember, you were going to teach and then you decided to be a singer instead. Right? That was, yeah. I Well, I always wanted to be a singer. That was my thing. But right. my folks wanted me to be a teacher. Okay. So <clears throat> after high school, I, I kind of pursued St. John's University because it was close to home. Mm-hmm. And it well, I thought, okay, this will be easy. I'll still be able to go to auditions and go to school. And it just wasn't what I wanted for right. myself. And well, so, I, can't, I can't see you as a teacher. <laughs> honey, listen, you don't want your child in a room with me. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 this is not going to work because... <laughs> I, I I just knew it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work out for me. So I decided, you know, I talked to my folks. I sat them down. I said, look, I, I can't do this. And then it was shortly after that, that I met the Jericho Jazz Singers and went on tour. Ah. So, yeah. So it all kind of, you know, eventually it all comes back around. But um, I left New York, you know, which is my home. I grew up in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I haven't lived there since. And yeah. I, I I have to say, I still miss it. I mean, you know, once a Brooklyn girl, always a Brooklyn girl. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know. But, um, you know, I kind of love where we are right now. I don't love the winters here. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's a lovely area. So. Yeah, you've been there for a long time. A very long time. I've lived <laughs> here in the Midwest longer than anywhere else in my life. And Mm. um, I got hooked. I got off the airplane in Chicago and I, I'm in a car in a limo and I look out the window and there's Lakeshore drive. And that was it for me. I said, (laughs) I'm home. It's gorgeous. (laughs) So um, I did eventually get myself a little condo on Lakeshore drive. I was like, yeah, girl, this is it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and then um, uh, Nick and I decided, well, you can't raise kids here. There's no really good schools. There's, you know, it's like close by. It's just not, you know, it's great if you're young and single because you right. live right across the street from the lake. But uh, we decided we wanted, you know, to buy a home. And for what we were paying for that condo, you know, you get so much more when you buy a house. Right. And and that's what we did. And that's and where Schomburg came. That's when you that's right. So we've been here actually for forty-one years. Wow. Now, yeah, and we've been married next month for forty-two years. I was just gonna say, and congratulations, because yeah. you're in your forties on that. Now you met Nick. Wasn't Nick playing drums or something when you were working at the Playboy Club? Was yes, that- but he was playing <laughs> in another room. He was playing the. Uh, the show upstairs called Minsky's Burlesque. Ah. And that was, you know, like a nice little variety show. And they had dancers and singers and this whole thing. And I guess someone said to him, 
did you hear that girl singing downstairs? And he said, no. And they said, go down there and listen. And so he came down the stairs and he said, as he was coming down the stairs, he heard my voice. He said, and I fell in love with you before I saw you. I said, woo, that's a man. <laughs> I'm keeping this one already. I'm I don't keeping even know this him. One. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, actually, I made him chase me for a long time. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't be easy, you know. You got to let him work right. a little bit. Eight years. Eight years? <laughs> I didn't know it was that long. <laughs> We, we actually became very good friends and we didn't date for eight years. And then all of a sudden, one day something changed. It was like, oh, shoot, what in the, what? Oh, it's you. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it was a long time. Wow. But he that's... would call me up and tell me about who he was dating. And I go, oh, she's not right for you. You don't need that. That's aggravation. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And yeah, because you were friends. So, you know. Be, right. Yeah. And then uh, I took him to see Star Wars because he had never seen it. And I'm like, what? Come on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was that kind of a relationship. And he made me laugh every day. And he still does. Oh, he's a great so, guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, he really is. He's a fabulous guy. A wonderful dad. And, and just everything you could ask for. So, yeah. you know, I, a lot of ladies ask me, has he got any brothers? I'm like, no, girl, he's the only one. <laughs> so <laughs> he's the only one <laughs> yeah no he's a great guy i remember in the very beginning when i was just talking to him on the phone i was very intimidated by him and then if, you know, but then when i met him i was i didn't know what you know what to expect and then when i met him you know i, I had a totally different you know viewpoint but it's like okay still don't mess with him because he ain't gonna you know he'll f you up so just yeah. be, be on your right side yeah <laughs> don't, he, don't, he's don't, very don't protective confuse. Don't he is very him. protective. I will yeah. say that. And yeah. that's, that's great. That's one of the things that I liked about him. Um, right. He's very, right. very nice. And, and you guys, you know, you guys make a great, great couple and have a, a lovely, you. have a lovely family and adopted child me, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Have to take you to the theater. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, well, we're going to take our first break here and um, we're going to play. Uh, on our way out, we're going to play a piece of If My Friends Can See Me Now, because we're going to get to that as soon as we come back from the commercial break. Um, we'll be right back with Linda Clifford. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. 
Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Voice America Network proudly presents the Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to the Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. You're listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also reach out by email to Troy at T-BestTalentAgency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens. Okay, welcome back with the fabulous Miss Linda Clifford. And um, <laughs> so we're on your first album, which actually um, the the hit song that they took from that album was called From Now On, right? Uh-huh, yeah. And then it was the follow-up that was If My Friends Can See Me Now that shot up to number one around the world and did the charts was, and yes, made, had crazy. you twirling everywhere. Yeah, it did, it did. <laughs> That was, um, and that was a huge surprise. It was so funny because even with, with the first album, we didn't know what to expect, of course. And then mm-hmm. <clears throat> from now on started getting airplay mm-hmm. and everybody was like, wow, this is really great. What are you going to release next? And we're like, ah, wait on now. So we started hunting for new material, you know, immediately and, you know, I don't know if you remember, but that particular album had a lot of covers on it, had a little Stevie Wonder, uh-huh. had, you know, that kind of thing. And that's because we didn't have original material at the time to do. So when uh, it was time to go in and do the second album, they were like, well, what are we going to do? What songs can we do? And one of the secretaries came up with the idea of doing If My Friends Could See Me Now. Wow. from from the Broadway show. And, you know, I was, you know, growing up in New York, you're automatically a Broadway baby if you're into music, you know. So right. I was, you know, that was like sacrilege to me. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? You can't do that. You can't, do, you know. And so I was very much against it. And they decided, the record company said, we're doing this song. And they went in the studio and recorded it without my knowledge. And then they played it for me 
And I, when I heard it, I was like, oh my God, it was just incredible. You know, the strings and the full orchestra, the whole sound of it, it was just so different from so much of the other stuff that was out there. And um, I said, that's my tune. That's my song. I'm doing it. So that's how that came to be. But it literally took me all over the world, Um, Italy, France, England, just Germany, everywhere. Well, it was a huge, huge hit. I mean, I remember. It really was. I love that song. And I remember um, uh, I was watching um, a TV show one night and I forget what it was. It was something about the Dallas cheerleaders. (laughs) <laughs> and when they came out to do their, it was a movie about becoming a Dallas cheerleader or something and right. all the shenanigans that went on behind the scenes and how they yeah, yeah. You know, are cutthroat. But then when they did the halftime show, they did it to, if my friends could see me now. And I was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was so cool. <laughs> it was funny because a lot of, um, you know, things like that would happen and nobody would tell us it was going to happen. And then it would just, you'd be sitting somewhere and the song would come on or I'd be in the car, we'd be on, uh, traveling on the road and all of a sudden the song would come on the radio and you're like, I know that song. What? <laughs> yeah, I know that. Wait, 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 that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, th- that was a great time, a great time and, and some great, experiences as yeah. a result and then going back i'm sure and then like performing it and, and being on the road and all that kind of stuff going back to you know i was going to say you know seeing some of the people that you know full from your family and your parents that wanted you to be a teacher and then now here you're this recording artist star i mean you know you were doing tv all the different tv shows yes. which we'll, we'll get to later and you know all that stuff now here this is linda you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not not a yeah. not a chalk and eraser teacher. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about it, I hadn't seen so many of my family members. Well, I, you know, I saw my parents, of course. I was always in touch with them, but cousins and you know, aunts and uncles and that kind of thing, uh-huh. you know, for quite a while. And um I re- I remember going to New York to play a club called Leviticus. Mm. And they take me up to the dressing room and it's a whole big thing, you know, and I'm like, you know, I'm me. It's like, this is it. So (laughs) I get up there and they said, well, there's some people here that want to see you. And all of a sudden this army of people come charging in and it's all my cousins that I haven't seen. (laughs) and (laughs) Aunts, uncles, brothers, everything. They're like, hey. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I, it was it was wonderful though. It was great to see everybody. But um, you know, first it scared me. I'm like, who the hell are these people? Right, right, I'm sure. Right. But uh, it was great to you know to have your family there and have them behind you for something like that. So it was really yeah. cool. They I didn't bet. want me to go. I'm sure. But, After that, and then seeing, you know family star up on the stage. It's like, no, 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 you need to stay here. You know, (laughs) we need to hang out. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely a whole different mindset. So it was wonderful. (laughs) I had a great time. Uh, Well, I remember after, if my friends could see me now, actually it was one of my favorite 
songs um came out next was don't come crying to me i believe was the next song. oh yeah that was don't one and isn't that the one where you're like and take your dog with you is that was that in no, that song that's runaway love uh, oh runaway love that's runaway right that's right love, that's yeah. right that's right but yeah so don't and come crying to me i just like the beat on that one it was just, just it was a great dance too yeah yeah that's, that's what it was that's when yeah that's when i was dancing and and Stripping and all that kind of stuff in San Diego <laughs> <laughs> back then. And I think you, that's what you were performing at, um, uh, it's not Coca? there anymore, but West Coast Production Company, WCPC, back down in San Diego. Way, this is way back down in San Diego. It was right on along the, the Pacific Coast Highway there. Oh, wow. We were there a couple times. Yeah. Oh, all right. But um, if you say so, <laughs> I, <laughs> I saw you there. I know you were okay. there. Okay. <laughs> You but know, yeah, after it, a while, some of its places start it all to becomes run a blur. together. It all becomes it a all, blur. It does. It does. Because, and not for any horrible reason, just simply that you're on the road, you don't get any sleep, you barely get time to eat. Right. And you're, it's work constantly. And you're going from one place to another, sometimes three gigs in one night. Right. I know we've done, you know, do do you remember, especially in Florida, (laughs) Miami's Fort Lauderdale area. Yep. Yep. You're going from club to club doing two songs and then you're out the door and you're driving on the next one and put your happy face on. We're here. And it's like, okay. (laughs) Were you with me the night I poked my eye with the mascara brush? I was (laughs) Were you with me that night? No, I don't. You know what? I think I was actually, now that I think about I it. I think you were. And uh, yes. I had to go to the hospital. Because yes, yes. They put this big, huge hat <laughs> over my eye. Yeah, I was already, yeah, 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 yeah. I couldn't Crazy. see anything. Nick was on one side of the stage going, take two steps to the right. Yeah. Take two steps to the left. <laughs> yeah, that but, was interesting. Oh. Uh, because it's so many crazy times, so many crazy oh, yeah. times and fun times. See, we can laugh now. now then we were like serious, freaking out and all that kind of stuff. And now we <laughs> yeah. just laugh. It's like, oh, well, you know, what are yeah. you going to do? You it know, happened. we did it. The show must go on. But um, yeah, because you had that. Um, and then Shoot Your Best Shot, which was produced by Isaac Hayes. Yeah. Um, I loved there. working with Isaac. He was so great. He's a good guy. Oh, my God. He was wonderful. And a and such a talented producer. I I loved, you know, all the songs that he wrote for me for that album. And then as a producer, you know, when you go into the studio with an artist, you don't just put on a track, at least in my eyes, you're not supposed to. You, you don't just put on a track and hit a button. Right. You know, he, we would talk about the song, what the song meant, how it felt to me. And then go in and do an interpretation of it, then listen back and see if there are any changes. I mean, we just had the best time in the studio and really came out with some great songs. Well, you can tell because then by, by him doing what he did, it allowed you to, you know, um, become more personal to it instead of just Absolutely. singing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And you, it really did. You both could feel it, you know, feel the emotion and feel what the, you know, what the words mean. And, you know, all yeah. those things that come to a song that, you know, nowadays you walk in, you read it, you know, a lot of people just read it with the mind I know. and then I, they do whatever with it and you're done. But, you know, sure. versus sitting, talking about it, you know, breaking it down and, and everybody wants to hurry and get out of the studio. And I understand that. I can understand that to a point, right. but you don't want to hurry so much that you don't get 
a good product. That's that's it. See, that's you know, that's that's, that's what they do today. They they do that and they hurry up. So and then they fix it with electronics. Right, right. Speaking of hurry up, we're already for our next break already, and no on our way. way out, yes, and on our way oh, out of no. here, we're gonna um, you're gonna hear a little piece of red light. We'll be right back with Linda Clifford. All right. I work so hard to get me a man. Don't try to take him away. I love my man like nobody can. Don't try or you're going to pay. You've been getting too close. You've been going too far. Who do you think you are? Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. You're listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also reach out by email to Troy at t-besttalentagency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens. All right, welcome back. So now, we're actually, we're talking about that song, Take Your Dog With You, Runaway Love, yeah. which which was number one for 16 weeks on the yes. Billboard charts. Mm-hmm. That's that's an accomplishment right there. That was huge. It was huge. <clears throat> and and then you- it made me feel good because, it, you know, I felt like, I wasn't the only one who had ever been in that type of situation, you know, mm-hmm. where you're really breaking up with somebody and you're like, get out, you know, right. I had it. <clears throat> and uh, when I wrote that tune, which I never got credit for. I was going to say, I didn't know you wrote that. You wrote that? Yeah. It's about my ex-husband. Oh, <laughs> makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. Hello. <laughs> And take this dog with you. Yeah, I, I get it now. 240-pound St. Bernard. I'm like, yeah, take him. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> we, again, as I said, we were still looking for material. And we're, you know, the band is in the studio. We're all hanging around. And they started playing this groove. And I just stepped up to the mic and started talking. And so everybody was laughing. You know, it was a big joke. Right. <laughs> Uh, you know, you, you ain't got no money. You ain't never had no money. Blah blah. blah. <laughs> Little did I know, 
the engineer was recording this. That's the best time is when those things happen. Those are the best times to record. So he said, you know, he comes out, you know, after we're done and we're playing, banging the drums and goofing around and laughing, he comes out into the room and he goes, that song is a freaking hit. That song's a hit. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he said, I recorded every bit of it. We got a hit. And (laughs) I said, you can't, we can't do that. I don't want people to hear how horrible my marriage was (laughs) but um we went ahead and we released it and wow people took to that song like crazy i just mostly women related to it and you know a lot of the guys got ticked off and i just said hey if the shoe fits if you don't do it right fix it right or leave you know so um yeah that was that was a good song. Well, that that song, I mean, as, as well as having amazing vocals on it, you had the talking going yeah. on, the spoken yeah. word. And not too many people were doing the spoken word. And, you know, you were just sassy as hell. And then, you know, <laughs> right after you would make those comments, you would go ahead and... Um, Welcome. Whoops. You would go out and um, then hit him with this vocal. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Right. And, right. and it's just craziness. Um so People that, love that song. They yeah, it. it was a, uh, it was, it's a great song. It's a great, I like all it, your it's songs. It's amazing. Me personally. They're still playing it. They're still People playing Runaway. Well, as yeah, they should. Yeah, they still play it. So I'm like, whoa, that's great. I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. I, I mean, longevity. That's, that's, hey. but now you mentioned though, that you didn't get credit for writing that. Nope. Can't, can't we, can't, I mean, I don't want to talk about it on the line, but can't we fix that and get, you should get credit for that in the publishing. Who's getting the publishing? They Wait, they didn't give me credit for uh, the follow-up either. <laughs> <laughs> but there were some issues at that company. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and such is the industry. I'll leave it like so that. so it goes, and so it goes, <laughs> yes. And then, you know, once something is done and they say, oh, oh, we're so sorry. Oh, yeah, that was a mistake. We'll fix it. Well, it's been 40 years. I'm still waiting for them to fix it. But that that might be something. Well, we'll talk off the air because that's something we can look at because you're entitled to your uh, publishing for all these years and they're still playing it. That would be lovely. So that's a nice little check. Yes. (laughs) Hello. I could use it in this time of COVID. Okay, exactly. (laughs) We're all sitting at home twiddling our thumbs. I know. I haven't worked since March 7th. Wow. We were in Vegas. We were in Vegas and uh, flew home supposedly for a couple of days. Yeah. And and then then I was was leaving for Germany and that obviously never happened. So. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Everything kind of, kind of shut down on that. Yes, it did. Crazy. So after that, you had red light, the single red light. And then um, you got the uh, soundtrack for fame, right? Yes. And kind of. um, uh, that was that was really great. I um, working with Michael Gore and Dean Pitchford. They were the guys who wrote the music and the lyrics for the mm-hmm. entire soundtrack, along right. with so many other great tunes. Um, and that's when how I met Luther Vandross, 
Luther ah. was doing background vocals in New York City at the time. And he had his little group and they would just go from studio to studio and do background vocals. Well, they did background for Red Light. Ah, okay. And um, that was that was incredible. And I got to know uh, Michael Gore, uh, Leslie Gore's brother. Oh. You know, so it's obviously a very talented musical family. Right. Um, and we became such really fast friends. You know, you hear that term a lot, but we really did become really good fast friends. And he wanted to do an album, an entire album with me. And so, um, you know, at that point we were looking um, and getting ready to go back in the studio. So they agreed to let him do that. And he, uh, I went to New York and I stayed there for 30 days before we did, went into the studio. And we would just meet and go for lunch and go for dinner and talk and talk and talk until he got to know me. And that's how All the Man That I Need came to be. He wrote oh. that song for Nick and I. Okay. Wow. And, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, you know, so, and, and, you know, even today, you know, when I sing that, people are like, you did it first. We thought, you know, because Sister Sledge, I believe, has done it. Mm -hmm. And certainly Whitney did it. Uh, but that song was done by quite a few artists. Wasn't that the song that you were at um, uh, and you were backstage and it was some, uh, uh, drag uh, contest and you were sitting there and they were ranting on how fabulous this girl did this song and you did you were like uh, hello I'm the one that like originally oh, sang that's that <laughs> I'm the one no yes that was at RuPaul's drag con <laughs> I was there that was the very first drag convention and um, I was sitting backstage and a lot of the drag queens were back there and they were listening to the music and talking and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden the song came on. I'm like, oh, nice to hear. And then they're going, yeah, this girl, I don't know what her name. They're young. They don't know. <laughs> so they're babies. And they were talking about this girl. I'm like, yeah, I'm the girl. <laughs> so... <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. That, that you told me that story, and I was rolling. I mean, that's oh, just, just just crazy. You should have seen their faces. If you I, I can imagine. I can imagine you're like, I yeah. am that girl. Hello. I'm that girl. Okay. <laughs> so. so after that, you um, decided at that point, I guess you and Nick to that you wanted to focus on family, and so you were doing the jingle thing, McDonald's and Coke and Maybelline and and all that yeah. kind of stuff, and you had fun with that. Um, I did. I loved doing that because I could still, you know, sing right. and I could um, do voiceovers and jingles and still be home in time to meet the school bus for the kids. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that made me feel good. I like that. Yeah. Instead of trying to drag them on the road and doing that whole thing, I didn't want their lives to be disrupted that way. That's true. That's You true. know, I wanted them to have like a somewhat normal Right. Kid life. Go to school, know? have their friends. You're not have uprooted all the time. And, right. you know. Experience, you know, and the normalcies that could be out there. So. Right. Right. Um, that turned out to be a fun time as well. I yeah. started playing tennis at that time. Oh, really? So, yes, I got ranked. I was ranked by the USTA. Really? 
Yeah, so I played doubles. I was a doubles player. And um, I think just because I'm mean, uh, <laughs> I used to play the net all the time. <laughs> It's like, don't put your face up here, cause <laughs> right. <laughs> but oh. yeah, I I love tennis. That was great. Good. Well, to your to your accomplishments, I'm I'm gonna go over a few things here. Basically, I mean, you have spent over sixty weeks in the number one position on Billboard. Um, you earned nominations for Grammy Awards, American Music Awards, uh, Best New Artist, Cash Boxes, <laughs> Top Female Vocalist. I mean, it goes, it goes on and on. I mean, isn't that. Wow. You've really done your homework, haven't you? you? Know, <laughs> I can continue. You want to do the world's best female vocalist and then you got best pop album. And oh um, <laughs> I forgot but, about half of those. Right. <laughs> but then at the same time, you're also doing American bandstand and solid gold and soul train. And, you know, here's oh. one, here's a blast from the past. Don Kirshner's rock concert. Yes, yes, <laughs> did that show. And the Merv okay. Griffin show. I mean, my yes, goodness. Yes, and he was such a nice man. Was he? I, I never loved, met him. Oh, my God. I loved him. He was wonderful. And, um, yeah, he had me on the show, and he interviewed me, uh, which I had no idea was going to happen. I thought I was just going to come out and sing the song and be gone. But... He came out, he interviewed me. We talked about where I went to school and where I grew up, that kind of thing. He was just really sweet, really sweet wow. guy. That's great. That's great. Yeah. And because then, then after that, you um, moved on and got another soundtrack. Uh, well, you had the soundtrack with Fame, but then you also, I, I see here that you had um, some appearances in Sweet Charity with Shirley McLean and yeah, Rosemary's that, Baby with Mia Farrow. Yeah, I actually was on camera for those. I was doing... It started out to, uh, you know, to go for extra work and then it became um, like little bit parts and, and that kind of thing. But I didn't feel like acting was what I wanted to do. I still wanted to sing. So that was very early and still when I lived in New York. Mm -hmm. I was just a baby then. <laughs> <laughs> a wee child. Just a but wee child. <laughs> But then you were um, you started doing your writing and um, you got signed by Warner Chapel Music, which is a huge accomplishment. Um, That's on yeah, that side. and uh, I was so fortunate. I got to write and and uh, present songs to people in the industry, including uh, Martha Wash and Cher mm -hmm. and Gladys Knight, and um, you know, my writing thing was very sporadic. Uh, beforehand before I signed with them and you know I would kind of just wait for something to to hit me and then I would write it and for some reason and I never ever had written anything as far as gospel music and I kept getting this melody and these lyrics in my head and I thought you know it's like in the color purple God is trying to tell you something right <laughs> so <laughs> I got up in the middle of the night and wrote this music and, and lyrics for this song. And I guess about two weeks later, I get a phone call out of the blue and it's Martha Wash. And she says, I'm getting ready to do a gospel album. Do you have any gospel songs? I'm like, what? I there mean, it go. just hit me. And, um, I had written that particular song down. And then the following day I wrote three more that 
came the same way. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and Martha recorded all four of them. In fact, one of the songs that um, they were playing, actually they played in clubs, it's called You Lift Me Up. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that, great. that's one that I wrote. Well, we're going to have, uh, we're going to go for another commercial break oh, already. Okay. And our way out, we're going to hear Balin, Balin out. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, we'll be right back Bailing with Lin out. with Linda Clifford. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You can also reach out by email to Troy at T besttalentagency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens. Okay, we're back. Um, I do want to mention here in uh, 2005, Linda, you were presented with the Lifetime Achievement Award at the Chicago Music Awards. How did that, yeah. how did that make you, like my hair standing up on my arms, just talking about it. That had to just yeah. be a, a, a memorable experience. That was one of the most thrilling experiences of my life. Seriously, I, I just, first of all, when they contacted me <clears throat> and told me that I was going to receive the award, I just couldn't believe it. And I thought, I, it just made me so happy and so overjoyed and humbled. And I, all my friends and family came. It was just, ah, 
you know, with those <laughs> moments where you just, you don't have words. And I, so I kept writing things down. I, you know, before the event and I would it's, say, okay, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that. And I took this big thing of paper out with me <laughs> to, to accept the award. And then of course I didn't use it. I just, you know, spoke off the top. Just of winged it. Head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it was wonderful. It was just, you know, to, to be recognized by your peers and, right. uh, you know, is, is, is a fabulous thing. And, and it, it made me overjoyed. So I'm sure, anyway, I'm sure it's yeah. kind of like it, it paid off. It paid, you know it, what yes. I mean? It, it, Thank it paid you off. God. After all so. these years. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> currently now I know you're doing um, first ladies of disco, which James I, Washington we, put together. And, uh-huh. um, you know, I know it was um, you, it's Martha Wash was Evelyn Champagne King and then Norma Jean from um, Norma Jean Wright is from on Sheik. there. Yes. And isn't Janice from um, Taste of Honey also Janice, doing yes. a couple shows? She is so <laughs> fabulous. Yeah, she's, she did a show with us. Uh, in fact, she was on our last show in Vegas uh-huh. at the Orleans. And she just worked that stage. Let me tell you, it was fabulous. And, um, you know, we have a great time when we do our show. Uh, oh yeah, with uh, the three of us, and then having Janice out there too just made it explosive. It was great. It was yeah. wonderful. So, um, you know, of course, with COVID happening and shutting everything down, you know, everybody was like, "When are you coming back?" I'm like, "Dude, we can't." Right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you got to come back. So um, we're hoping that, you know, needless to say, that people stop becoming ill and certainly going through these tragedies that are happening now. So yeah, maybe we'll get get our lives back one day. Soon. It'll it'll come back, but it won't it won't be the norm. It'll be the new norm. The new norm. You know, no, yeah. It'll be the new norm, but at least it'll have some sort of, you know, normalty to it, I guess you could say. Well, you know. let's hope. That's but um, so uh, I want to I want to get to the three the three things that I ask every everybody that's on the show your favorite and I know favorite is is a hard word but um, it's the favorite um, show song and city now you've performed you know Madison Square Garden Lincoln Center the Roxy I mean everywhere you know all the big major venues you perform there what is the best show. That, oh God! That you did now, not necessarily that you performed at, but the best show, the best that place. you remember. If somebody says, "What was your best show?" What would you say? It might have been the audience's response. You might have thought, "Oh God, I didn't really do well tonight," but the audience was loving it, or you know yeah, what I mean? Right, right. What? Um, oh, that that is a very hard question, but <laughs> I I will say that <clears throat> one of the places that I played frequently during that period was the Copa in Fort Lauderdale. Mm. And as much as I played, you know, Lincoln Center, which I absolutely loved. I mean, that's, that's huge. But the Copa, the crowd at the Copa, I swear to you, I, I, I don't even know what to say. That's an experience that I would want everybody in their lifetime to have because yeah. the, the pure joy and the love that you get from that crowd was unbelievable. I remember I remember flying back and forth from uh, oh no, it wasn't the Copa, it was Backstreet 
in Florida when we used to go okay. back street in Atlanta and back street in Florida. Back, but right. then, and then the Copa came. Yeah, I'm dating myself now. And then the Copa came after. Oh, <laughs> but the Copa, yeah, with Greg. That was Greg Bernard, I think. That was his venue. The Copa was John Castelli. John Castelli. There you go. Right. And then Greg bought it after him. Yeah, that was right. fun. Oh my God, I love that place. God. And the people. I love the people there. And so, Wonderful. what would you say is your best city? That you've wow. that you've gone to. That and it is might so it might be because hard. the people there. It might be because you just love the city. It might be something you know hits you in your heart there. I mean, ooh, ooh, Troy. I know they're hard questions, but I ask it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so the three questions everybody gets. Okay, so I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and say New York. Ah, okay. I got to say New York. I got to stick with my hometown crew. Okay. Um, I've worked so many places. Of course, Studio 54. Ooh, yes. The Red Parrot. Madison uh, Square Garden. Madison Square Garden, <laughs> yes. But, you know, that, mean, little, that little place, you know. That little, little <laughs> cubby hole, yeah. Um, but New York, honestly, I mean, I hit all the spots in New York and, you know, people love you when you're, you know, that's your town. It's right. like, and then, it's great. And then yeah. what song? Now, this could be a song that, you know, you enjoy singing. Like every night when you perform, what song do you really like singing? I know everybody gets tired of singing the song, you know, the song, like, I don't want to sing that song no more and shit. I've been singing this song for but 30 we years. Gotta, we got to make this quick. We got two minutes until I have to say <laughs> Okay, okay. Goodbye. So I have to say if my friends could see me now, because that was the one that really kicked things into gear for me. Uh-huh. And and really got things started. And a lot of people can relate to that. I I think that you know when they get out on the floor and they start dancing to it, you can see them they're singing the words and they're just feeling every bit of it. So I I think that's the song. Well, it's funny that that you say that because um you know watching you perform which I've seen, you know, many many times, when you sing that song, you have a big smile on your face to begin with. So yeah. you know that the joy is there and you know i'm sure all kinds of stuff is going through your head at the same time but right you know right i but love songs that have meaning you know and those, those lyrics are great yeah yeah it's great it's great and linda it's been great having you on my show i appreciate you being here today i hope you had as much fun as i did oh i had a blast thank you so much <laughs> this was so much fun it, it is was. yes and thank you for the shout out i'm gonna send it over and they'll be playing it the cool. one you did. This is Linda Clifford. You're listening to the Prince of Queens. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody, hope you had a good time today. We'll see everybody next week. And we've got the fabulous Miss Debbie Holiday will be Ooh. on the show next week. So once again, my name is Troy Bronstein. Thanks for listening to my show, Prince Among Queens. And we'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye, Linda. Thank you. Bye, darling. Thank you for listening to Prince Among Queens. Be sure to join host Troy Bronstein for another great episode next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, enjoy your week.